will crown the very first ever WWE Women's Tag Team Champions inside of an elimination chamber. These women are willing to do anything and everything to get an advantage. We take the next step in the women's evolution. WWE Elimination Chamber Pay-Per-View, streaming live on WWE Network, this Sunday, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Did you miss me? I know you did. I missed y'all too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast with yours truly. I am the franchise coming to you this Saturday morning, February 16th, the day before the Elimination Chamber. It's been far too long. I know you've been wondering where we've been. I will emphasize that by no longer saying we, but where I've been, I will get into that matter, that subject later on. This episode is going to be the Elimination Chamber preview. I'm going to give my predictions on the chamber, the pay-per-view itself taking place tomorrow, Sunday. And I'm also going to touch on the recent rumor speculation of the undertaker being officially now retired rumors are going around about that his recent booking at starcast which is taking place in may which is during the double or nothing week my gonna have my opinion on that i'm also going to touch on the chatter that's going around about wrestlers, certain wrestlers. Mandy Rose is one of the more recent people that have come out and said that they, she wants to have intergender matches. I'm also going to speak on Kevin Owens' return. And yesterday marked the 15-year anniversary of the late, great Eddie Guerrero winning the WWE title at No Way Out. I'm going to give my thoughts on it. I actually was listening to... Something to Wrestle About podcast, the Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Murray podcast. They were doing the reflecting on that. Went back and watched it myself. Probably one of the biggest moments in wrestling history. Seattle Girl won that title. Let me get into my thoughts on that as well. But let's just start off with the Elimination Chamber. As I said, this is not a show that's going to be based on the events that have been occurring recently. I know people want to know my thoughts and opinions on everything that's happened since the last episode, since the year in review episode that that I did. So let's just jump right into our predictions, man, because for this to be a lead up to WrestleMania, I really sold on the card. You know, the card is eh, it's decent at best. You know, if I was to rate the card just from the matches alone this is about a six five and a half you know just because it's there's no match really that's telling you know i would say bobby versus bobby and leo versus finn the the handicap match and it's kind of a title but kind of see how that's going braun Strowman versus baron corbin that's just uh i'll discuss let me get into that right now. <laughs> Let's just stop. Let me just stop. January hit. We were told that we were going to get shakeup. Things were going to change. This isn't effectively changing anything. Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin have had numerous matches against each other. We've seen it. And different parodies countless times. And it's, it's, I'm just done with it. You know? So, start with the kickoff match. Kickoff match, we have Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa. I feel like this was supposed to be Hideo Tommy versus Buddy Murphy. 
But because, you know, with Hideo asking for his release, it was very telling, you know. So I think that because Hideo asked for his release, they needed to get someone to replace him. So let's put Akira Tozawa in there. I haven't watched any 205 recently. So maybe one of y'all have an idea of another person who could be potential. You know, Cedric Alexander, I can see that happening, but I don't want to see that. I really don't. I want to see something different. Uh, so I don't know what's going on on 205. So I can't really give you a, who I think should be the next up after uh, Akira. But obviously I have Buddy Murphy running this one. Do I think that this will be like a good match? Buddy Murphy puts on great matches, okay? He is one of the, I would say, comeback superstar. He had an incredible 2018, you know? He really stepped his game up, stepped his craft up, you know, dropped in his way to be in 205. And since he's been there, he's been killing. He's been killing. He's, like they said, he's the best kept secret, you know? But... That's my prediction. Buddy Murphy will beat Akira Tozawa. This is followed up by Baron Corbin versus Braun Strowman. No disqualification match. I have Baron Corbin getting whooped on, undoubtedly. That's what I feel. I feel like Baron Corbin is going to get annihilated and destroyed without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, this is going to be followed up by... Bobby and Leo versus Finn Balor. You know me. You've been paying attention to the last 23 episodes. <laughs> I am a diehard Finn Balor fan. I want Finn to have a title. I feel like he deserves a title. Uh, if he does win an Intercontinental title, I don't think it's going to be for a long run. I think it might be a short, like, pay-per-view. <laughs> He'll win it at Chamber, lose it at Fastlane. One of my friends texted me actually this morning saying that the Vegas odds have Finn winning. And he was saying that the Demon needs to be at WrestleMania. Now he's saying the Demon has to be at WrestleMania because he is actually going to WrestleMania. I'm jealous of you, Jeff. You already know that. <laughs> but he wants to see the Demon live. You know, him and his daughter want to see the Demon live. That's why he's going with that. Uh, I feel like Bobby and Leo's going to retain. Just because I feel like Kevin Owens may make a comeback. I know I said, you know, I was going to discuss Kevin Owens and it would be a perfect time to talk about it. <laughs> Kevin Owens dropped a promo this past Monday, basically saying that he heard back from the doctors and the doctors told him that he will be clear in a month or two. It is rumored and when he had the surgery done on him, they said that he was going to be out till about a little after WrestleMania. Now, we don't know if he's gonna, they're gonna hold off his comeback till the nights after WrestleMania, because we all know Raw and SmackDown, the night after Mania is epic, especially Raw. Raw's always been notorious for having the epic show. SmackDown, not really. But because they're back to back now and they're both live, you can see it's gonna probably be interesting. So I have I have Bobby and Leo winning just because I see them still holding it. Maybe Sammy comes back before Kevin Owens does because both Sammy and Kevin Owens have a vendetta against Bobby because Bobby's the one that took him out. So 
I feel like that's going to happen. I feel like maybe Sammy will come back first, which would then lead to Kevin Owens coming back. And then they probably go at it with Bobby. Somehow it ends up being a triple threat for the tag for the Intercontinental title. Don't know why I was about to tag team titles. Uh, I don't know where Leo Rush gets played in. I hope Kevin Owens does a pop-up powerbomb on Leo Rush because I can't stand... <clears throat> I can't stand Leo Rush. <laughs> just can't. I think this will be my least favorite match just because I don't see... I hate the fact that this is a handicap match because it's like you already have the odds stacked on Finn right now. You know, let it just be a one-on-one. But I know with Leo being there, Leo is the X factor. You know, I can't, I can't knock his in-ring talent. He is phenomenal in the ring. He's just an annoyance, which is what WWE does. The best heels are the ones that you really can't stand. I really can't stand Leo Rush. I can't. I can't. I can't stand. Ha ha! All that, all of that. I just. Mm. You know, I I liked him better until 205. Like, I wish he was still in 205. Maybe he was in 205 still. I might really, like, mess with him. But with him being on Raw and aligning himself with Bobby and just that whole... I get why, though, because Bobby needs a mouthpiece because Bobby sucks on the mic. He can't cut a promo to save his life. And Leo's good on the mic. Like I said, Leo is a good, he's a great athlete in the ring. Great in-ring talent, great on the mic, but I just can't stand him. (laughs) You know, he's like Scrappy. I can't, you know, he's like Scrappy dude. This is followed up by The Miz and Shane versus The Usos. I think this might actually be the match to steal the show. I do. I, I, I just feel like with The Usos, you know, fun fact, Usos have been in 86, 87 tag team title matches. That's a great, that is a great accomplishment. That's a great feat. That being said, I feel like the Usos will will win the titles. Uh, I feel like this is going to be the buildup for Shane versus Miz. I hope it's done at Fastlane. I hope this is not a WrestleMania match just because you know, I want to see The Miz go for the WWE title. I think that because Miz and Daniel Bryan haven't been pretty much interacting since Daniel Bryan turned heel and Miz is now kind of the face now, I feel like it's only right and appropriate to have these two have the match at WrestleMania for the title. So that ex- so that also I also gave my prediction to who I have winning the elimination chamber between them. But I feel like feel like that's gonna happen. I honestly want that to happen. I want Miz and Shane to lose, leads into a match at Fastlane, just a quick one-off match, and then we have like somehow Miz gets into a like a number one contender match or triple threat fatal four-way whatever on like a smackdown which will lead to Miz winning and Miz and Debray WrestleMania for the WWE title that's something that they both said they wanted to do why not do it now you know and the Usos six-time tag team champion great feat great task great accomplishment let me say that not great accomplishment the Usos will do now, everybody's talking about 
you know, what happened with Jimmy and his arrest. I don't think that's going to have anything. I don't think that's going to play a factor. I still think that they're going to give the titles to the Usos. Now, what's going to happen after the Usos win the titles? I don't know. Because SmackDown, I mean, I don't want to see Usos and New Day rival again because that rival is far too, it's, it's just draining. I think what they tried to do is I think they tried to build like the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian rival. You know, they're trying to rekindle an old rivalry with new talent. So, do I really need to talk about this Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot match? Because we all know, we all know the, we all know what's going to happen. This is sister one-ups. We all know that Ronda's going to win. The writing is on the wall. It's Ronda, it's Charlotte, and it's the man at WrestleMania headlining WrestleMania. Okay, headlining. They're on this big thing, the the women's revolution. What better way to put the icing on the cake for the women's revolution than to have these three headline the biggest show for them? I just think, like I said, this is going to be a wash. Ruby's going to give her a fight, but Ronda's going to just... I would love to see Ruby win. My prediction for 2019, though, the Riot Squad at one point this year will have all the gold. Ruby's going to have the women's title and Sarah and Liv are going to have the tag team titles sometime this year. It's my kind of my prediction that I have. I just see that. I literally see that. Uh, speaking of the women's tag team titles or championships, that's the next match. We have the Iconics. We have Liv and Sarah. We have Tamina and Nia. We have the boss hug connection of Sasha Banks and Bailey. We have Carmella and Naomi. And we have Mandy and Sonya Deville. Now, it was announced on Raw and then on SmackDown. That the Boss Hug Connection and Mandy and Sonya will be the first to start the match. Now, if you watch Raw or if you got any news or read any news, Sasha Banks was injured. I use air quotes when I say injured. And at one point was not clear to compete. Then it was she is clear to compete. I feel like that is just more sympathy or you know, more of that, I don't want to call it heat, but it's going to be more of that, you know, she's entering it injured. They're going to, she's going to be the one that's going to be getting worked on. She might get taken out or whatever. And then it's going to be Bailey by herself for a majority of the time. Then Sasha's going to make a a hot, I won't say a hot tag because there's no tags in the chamber. So she's going to make her come up and and they're gonna win. I've been saying since they started to tease tag team titles. Once I started to see more of the boss hug connection taking place, and I started seeing that more tag, like they're in more tag team matches, and no one's really, you know, going after the Raw and SmackDown women's title. It was like, okay, 
this is the, they're obviously coming out with this. And in previous episodes, I've said that they're coming out with tag team titles. We've been knowing this, and it's built for Sasha and Bailey. Now, are they going to have a long title run? I don't know. I think that by them having the title, the tag team titles, it might build more suspense when they do lose it because I feel like what's going to happen, and this is just me, I'm predicting that this is what I see. I see if Sasha is hurt during this chamber and Bailey wins it, the narrative will be if it wasn't for Bailey, they wouldn't be the tag team champions. You were hurt. I carried this team while you were injured. And then I feel like that will cause tension and it will bring Sasha to turn on Bailey or vice versa. So with that being said, you know, I, I can see that happening. I can see that tension happening. Now, it's also ironic that these are not, uh, they're not for a certain brand. They're available, they will be defended on both brands. So I can see it being where they're going to be, you know, it's, it's going to go to different, you know, tag teams. I do feel like the Iconics will eventually win the tag team titles. Uh, I feel like the Iconics, I feel like Mandy and Sonya will win them. As I said earlier, I feel like Liv and Sarah will win them. I, I just feel that. I feel it that that's going to happen. Obviously, Charlotte's going to win it somehow, some way. I, she's going to win it. But that's for way down the line. Jump to the main event. I feel like I don't know if the women's tag team is going to be the main event or if the WWE title is going to be the main event. It's kind of a toss-up. You have the New Day and Bryan versus AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton versus Samoa Joe. Mustafa Ali was supposed to be in this match. However, he did sustain an injury. This is not a work. He is injured. So, therefore, he will not compete. Kofi Kingston has been his replacement. A lot of people are excited. A lot of people are happy. A lot of people are showing the picture of Kofi Kingston with the title saying... Is this the time they want to see Kofi with the belt? I've been on record as saying Big E needs to win the title. Not a knock on Kofi. I love Kofi Kingston. But Big E has the potential to be a great world heavyweight champion. He has it all. I can understand why they put Kofi in here. Because obviously for the spots, they did it at the Money in the Bank, you know, he was the one that did Money in the Bank. You have somebody for spots in Jeff Hardy, but I understand because Jeff Hardy did the hell in a cell. And he, you know, he kind of was like, yo, I, I, you know, he don't really want to take the bumps and everything anymore. So I get it. But you have someone, you actually have two people who can do the spots. AJ could do spots. Jeff Hardy could do spots. Dan Bryant could, but we all know they're trying to be delicate with D. Bryant. You already know. I already made. I already told you my prediction earlier when I with the Miz and Shane versus the Uso. So I do have Dan Bryant coming out here winning, coming out of this winning. Uh, I feel like maybe this might be Rowan might interfere. Possibly Luke might show back, come back. I don't know if Luke is still out. I don't know if he's still injured or not. Or maybe Bray. You know, a lot of people, a lot of talk 
around and a lot of podcasts that I listen to have had thrown a notion out there that D-Bride might actually be the new leader of the Wyatt family but kind of taken in a like a not hippie but an eco-friendly type I, a lot of people are saying that you know Bray had kind of started sending out some cryptic tweets about it had the photo of all of them together when D. Bright joined the Wyatt family. Kind of be interesting to see that happen. Or what kind of be more interesting is to see Bray come back and actually feud with D. Bright. You never know. So overall, that's my prediction for the Elimination Chamber. Wait and see. I will be recording again tomorrow. It will be the recap show and it will be out on Monday. So be on the lookout. You're actually going to get this episode today. And then Sunday, I will record the recap. And then Monday, it will be out. That being said, let's jump over to Mark Calloway, the dead man, Undertaker. A little bit of mixed feelings that I have. They claim that Undertaker has officially retired. I feel like it is. (laughs) This should have been happening if it is true. There's not any official statement from Undertaker himself saying this Vince McMahon hasn't said nothing about this you know Vince McMahon and Undertaker's relationship is probably the closest that he has probably next to probably him and Hogan at one point or maybe him and Austin at one point maybe him and Sean you know a lot of people were speculating because he took you know he took his WWE handle off of his Twitter I believe and he took some of I believe he took some of the WWE stuff off his Twitter. And now he's booked that Starcast, which is not a WWE event. I know Bruce Pritchard's gonna be there. I know uh, I believe Bischoff's gonna be there. A whole bunch of old school wrestlers and like I said, AEW will have their double or nothing event taking place that week so a lot of people when they seen that literally was like oh my god this is like i said it too i said this somewhere vince mcmahon is losing his mind because he is like the elder statesman of the company is like doing things outside of the company you know he i'm pretty sure he's going there as the undertaker so that's going to be very telling um we just have to wait and see you know, nothing has been confirmed as other than he is booked for the StarCast, but nothing is confirmed about his status with the WWE. We shall just wait and see. Uh, I feel like he will be inducted in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but we all know it will be a crime and a travesty if Undertaker is not inducted in the Hall of Fame. Okay, Next to The Rock be not being inducted in the Hall of Fame, this will be worse. I'm going to give my state of the WWE address probably next. It will be next week. I'm going to address a lot of things that's going on. My personal opinion, my opinion on Vince McMahon and his, I don't want to say stubbornness, but everything that he's doing in a nutshell. Uh, Let's talk about, obviously, I did cover the Kevin Owens return. The intergender matches that people want to see that wrestlers 
Becky at one point was talking about it. I think she was probably the first one to start speaking of it. Mandy's come out and said something about it now. She's the more recent person. We have the... We had seen the build up between Naya and Dean Ambrose. There was reports that they were trying to put that out there, tease it out there that these two were going to fight during live shows. But sponsors like Mattel basically said, no, don't we, we, we're not we're not OK with this. Do not allow this to happen. And they kind of scrapped that idea. Growing up in the Attitude Era, well, being involved, like watching wrestling in its prime during the Attitude Era, we did see China get involved in matches. We've seen China in matches against men. More recently, we've seen Naya in the Royal Rumble, both men's and women's Royal Rumble. You know, at one point we seen Beth Phoenix in the men's Royal Rumble, but she didn't really, she eliminated people, but she never was like being attacked. And I don't want to use that word attacked, but she wasn't being, you know, used as actually interacting, physically interacting with the other wrestlers like Nia did. Nia got involved. Nia got, took a super kick, a 619 and an RKO, okay? not really a big fan of it especially nowadays we're living in a very pc world we're also living in a world where domestic violence is frowned upon on so many levels i myself do not approve of domestic violence i think anytime i've ever seen something or heard of somebody committing any type of domestic violence i've turned around and frowned upon it and was very upset about it that being said i don't want to see it happen I know a lot of the women want to see it happen. I know a lot of them have teased about it. They've been obviously the Mixed Match Challenge. We've seen certain elements of that being taken place. A lot of the women interacting with the men, attacking the men. Um, we've seen Becky beat up security guards. We've seen Rhonda beat up security guards. If you listen, if you are a fan of Obviously, you are a fan of wrestling because you're listening to this podcast. Uh, a podcast that I listen to that kind of goes deeper into this matter is the Don Tony and Kevin Castle show. Don Tony gives a very open opinion on this, and he kind of dwells and he kind of dives in a lot on the subject matter. And I agree with him in in those regards. Uh, if I had the clips, I would play them right now, but obviously I don't have them. And just if you have the opportunity, check their podcast out. It is called The Don Tilly and Kevin Castle Show. And just take a listen to some of them. Listen to what they say when they start talking about the night with the intergender matches. Okay. So before I end it, obviously, um, I'm going to talk about the state of royal club you know it's been two months since we've recorded and i'm making it known right now that from here on in royal club will be hosted by only one person and that's me yours truly the former co-host of this is no longer a part of it you know he decided for whatever the case may be he didn't want to be a part of the podcasting anymore um i do have other platforms of I do have other uh, podcasts that I host and he was a part of every last one of them. And he 
is no longer with any of them. That being said, you know, it's just me. I will occasionally have a guest or two on here. I do have, I want to be in talks with the Good Brothers podcast. They have, you know, we've had small talk in the beginning and I brought the idea up to them about us possibly doing a joint show together. They were up for it. Um, Blake Belong, Belong. I keep butchering your name. I apologize if you are listening to this. I do apologize for that. But, uh, and by the way, I haven't heard any of the podcasts lately. Um, I'm going to send you a message, see how everything's going. But uh, I spoke to him about it too, and we talked about, you know, possibly doing a collab. Uh, both podcasts are very, very insightful. Um, Blake's actually a expert. So what he does is he pretty much breaks down the shows. You know, it's a real, it's a real interactive podcast that he does. Um, the Good Brothers, they pretty much is an opinionated show. You know, they give their opinions on certain things and aspects of it. They also have a website. They do giveaways, things like that. Real cool, um, real cool group of people. I've learned that the wrestling community is very much, you know, a good batch of people. There is some that are out there that just whatever. But like I said, as of now, Royal Club is by strictly done by yours truly. And with that being said, uh, we will be, I will be coming out. I keep saying we, I'm sorry. I will be coming out with an episode every week now, just because now that it's just me, I can solely focus on, you know, having everything set up right, do everything the right way. Not to say that when it was me and the other, the former co-host, it wasn't that way, but sometimes when we would do the shows, he wasn't keeping up with what was going on in the business, in the world. Like, he would know certain things, but you know now you're going to get it consistently you're going to get it weekly i'm looking to aim for a friday release that gives me enough time i'll watch raw smackdown 205 nxt give you a breakdown of every show talk about a little bit of the outside of wwe talk about aew talk about new japan talk about impact you know those are the other topics that i want to bring out to light a lot of people have come to me and said that they wanted me to touch on other wrestling feds other than WWE, which I will. I will do that. Um, AEW is something I'm really interested in. I'm not going to get into it right now because this is only the prediction show for Elimination Chamber. But don't, don't get it twisted. I will give my opinion about AEW. Matter of fact, Next week, I know I said it's going to be a state of the WWE. I'm going to do the state of the wrestling, state of the wrestling address. Okay, I'm going to discuss AEW. I'm going to discuss WWE. I'm going to discuss Impact. I'm going to discuss New Japan. I'm going to discuss all these things and my thoughts on everything, my thoughts on the landscape of wrestling. Right now, it is seeming a little rough, a little rough on the edges, but that's that. Now. Before I sign off, I have to. It would not be right if I did not talk about yesterday, Friday, February 15th, marked the 15-year anniversary 
of the late, great, the great Eddie Guerrero winning his first WWE title. Hands down one of the biggest pops in wrestling history. We all know Eddie Guerrero's story. We all know the demons that he had to overcome. And those same demons led to his untimely death. Eddie is truly missed in the wrestling world. Truly missed. We've seen the likes of Sasha Banks who just engulfs with Eddie and everything that she does. She she keeps making reference to Eddie Guerrero. We see Andrade. He is uh, you know, we see he has discussed he's made reference to Eddie. Everybody has had a, a Eddie Guerrero reference in their wrestling talks. Eddie has had that big of an impact. Listening to the something to wrestle about podcasts, Bruce Pitcher brought up a very valid point and I didn't even think about it. He said that Eddie Guerrero was the Mexican version of Shawn Michaels. That's all you can say right there. That's it. That's literally what you can say. He legitimately was the Mexican Shawn Michaels. Both in and out of the ring as far as having to battle the demons that he battled. Shawn Michaels, we know Shawn Michaels had his demons. Eddie has his. I'm ha- I was so excited and happy to see that Eddie won this title, beating Brock Lesnar. I feel like it was the right time. So with that being said, it would not be right if I did not play the audio the last 60 seconds of that match and Eddie Guerrero winning the title. I will be back tomorrow with the recap of the Elimination Chamber. I hope everybody that's listening to this watches the Elimination Chamber. Enjoy it. I will enjoy it. I, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow with the recap. It will be then posted on Monday. Enjoy the pay-per-view. Enjoy this segment. This is the franchise. This is the Royal Club. And I promise you all, you're going to hear more of me. So I hope you're ready. Strap up. Because it's going to be an enjoyable and entertaining ride. Take care. And Brock Lesnar lifting it. I told you, Cole. Here it comes, Cole. championship goals. He cheated. Eddie Guerrero cheated with that move. Come on, Eddie. Come on, Eddie. Eddie to the top rope. Eddie cheated. Frog splash. Frog splash. Come on, Eddie. Get Eddie. Do it. Two. Yes. Eddie Guerrero is champion. Eddie Guerrero is the new WWE Champion!